Pickaxe. It's time to enter a world of stories and adventure in High Rollers, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast set in the vibrant world of Althea, the Dragon Empire. I'm Kim, one of five friends being led through a journey of magic, mystery, and mayhem by Dungeon Master Mark Humes. Prepare yourself for epic encounters and unbelievable stories where heroes uncover sinister plots, explore a diverse world, and crack a few bad jokes along the way. If you love the feeling of a fun home game but with the quality of a studio show, then why not give High Rollers a try? Episodes go live in two parts twice a week in one-hour chunks, so it's easy to keep up. So, what are you waiting for? Join our campaign, become a High Roller, and we'll see you in Althea, the Dragon Empire. Hello, and welcome to Ye Old Movie Podcast, uh, also known as Yomp. Welcome to Yomp. I'm I'm Simon the Diggy Hole Man Lane Honeydew Lane, and with me is the uh, the fragrant G Star Games. <laughs> fragrant, fragrant. What do you smell like today, G? Cats. Always cats. <laughs> That's really unpleasant. Oh, I'm so it. sorry. <laughs> Sticky, smelly cats. Stinkies. No. I love the way cats smell. I do too. Well, I always grab one of mine and I go, you know, I get a good drink. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Just do a line. Like of teddy bear, almost. Sometimes. They are. I love them so much. But Brenda's feet smell like what's it? So I, I don't. <laughs> oh Jesus! I don't know that's that. not She's good. Got sweet little sweaty hands. Smelling cheese. She's smelling cheesy feet. Who's that other voice we can hear? Oh, that is uh, Booth. Hello, Hello, my name's Booth, uh, also known as Sophie. So if people call me Sophie, don't get too confused about that. Um, hi. Fantastic. I'm always, I'm always conflicted. I'm like, I really want to call you Sophie, but I'm like so just set in my ways of just calling you Booth. A lot of people are. I think yeah. even my sister is. Like she calls me oh, Booth. Oh, God. My mom calls me Tofu. Uh, oh, I very rarely hear my name these days. That's so tofu. cute. Tofu. Why tofu? Because it sounds like Sophie. Oh. No, it doesn't. It anyway, does. <laughs> nice when we say it. Lay off, Simon. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, wonderful. Um, so last week we had episode zero. This week is the inaugural actual episode one. At the end of last week's last week's pod, as they call it in the biz, uh, we randomly selected a film to watch, and we are discussing it this week. And the the film was one of G Star Games's picks. Yes, sir. G Star Games. It was planes, trains, and automobiles. It was indeed, and what a film it was! What a film! You want to give a little little cheeky synops? Of the film? Go ahead, G. So it's got, for the life of me, I'm not going to remember the actual names characters because all I can remember is Steve Martin and John Candy. Neil Page, yeah. Dale Griffith. Sure. <laughs> that good. Yeah. At least you remember. Um, so Steve Martin's character is a like marketing executive. I think he works in New York. He's trying to get home to Chicago for Thanksgiving. Um, he's a bit 
uptight, bit wound wound tight guy, kind of a control freak, and he goes uh, on his journey um, from New York to Chicago, and from the beginning of his journey, runs into John Candy, who's a very big, lovable, but also very annoying dude. And so annoying. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's kind he's he's lovable. I think. I think. Yeah, we'll get he's into that. He's got a that. good heart. He does. He does. Um, but yeah, along the way, um, as you may have surmised, they use various means of transportation to get to their destination: uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Spoiler alert! Everything, everything goes wrong everything, on the journey. Everything. Every sti- every single stage, something yeah. goes horribly wrong. It does. But yeah, he's trying to get home in time for uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, yeah, it just it's just the whole sequence of very unfortunate events. But yeah, that's the cheeky little synopsis. What did you guys think of the movie? I'm I'm going to be quite scathing, in fact. Oh um, my! Every time I watch it, I like it less, <gasps> which is something. I, I think it's just. American humor. It wasn't made for me, mm. um, and uh, I think there are better Steve Martin films, and there are better John Candy films. I agree with that, hundred percent. What? That there, there. I, I reckon there, there are at least ten better Steve Martin films than this. I'm not saying it's a bad film, but I'm saying that in ter- in terms of Steve Martin's output, this is pretty low. Wow. Even though it's supposedly his favourite film of his that he's made. Are you serious? How could anything beat the three three amigos for him, honestly? Or um The Jerk, right? Brilliant. Love that. Such a good film. Um this- The Bilbo movie. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one that was um Maybe not that one. Serana de Bergerac, Ro- Roxanne? That's Roxanne, great. yeah, that was fantastic. Roxanne. Really? The Pink Panther remake. Okay, there's there's a <laughs> the remake. Right, okay, let's, let's not. Yeah, that, now you're saying things you don't we mean. We shouldn't get into that. <laughs> you say things Father of the mean. Bride Part Two. <laughs> part Two. <laughs> there wasn't actually oh a Part God. One to that. There was only Part Two. You know what's uh, so we uh, we're going to be doing some trivia, but one very interesting fact about this movie is that the director, uh, John Hughes, originally wanted Tom Hanks. And John Travolta, isn't that insane? That is isn't insane. That absolutely that. insane. That is I would insane. Have loved that. I mean, so I, I've rated the film. I, I rate all the films I watch on Letterboxd, and I've rated it three stars out of five. So oh. it's fine. It's <gasps> not bad. That's I fine. thought that was like out of ten. I'm like, god damn, no. out of ten. It's, it's, it's just, it's just an okay film to me. Gotcha. It's, I, I, I found myself. Tuning out at times. There's like one bit that made me smile, maybe. Really? Oh know. god! Wow, what was it? Did you not laugh at any point? I don't remember laughing. No. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> I laughed nine times. I made a note. You, Do you have a little. Every note. ten minutes. Do you have a every little, ten minutes. I'm gonna get you a little clicker. Go. There's one. <laughs> <laughs> so what almost made you smile? Maybe. The bit where he, uh, they are in the car and <laughs> going between two trucks, and John Candy is suddenly the devil in Steve Martin's <laughs> eyes. Yes, that yeah. made me laugh. When Steve Martin turns into a skeleton, he looks over at um, 
uh, John Candy, and he is Satan, but like a real <laughs> bad comedy painted red with horns. <laughs> Satan. It's like his life. He, he, he has a near death experience. I think that's that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Oh my god, I don't remember that. I'm trying to think what gave me the biggest laugh. It might have been. It might have been when we see they're in the back of a truck. <laughs> it's very cold. It's one degree, and that's Fahrenheit. And they arrive at their destination, and it cuts to like John Candy. He's got like ice. On his like beard like or the scene or from eyebrows. The Shining where they're like yes. ice yeah. over. Steve Martin, same, and then the dog <laughs> in the back. I do also love the has dog. It on. That made me laugh so hard. Yeah. Just the, the fucking dog <laughs> with all frost on him, almost Turns frozen out, solid. One degree Fahrenheit is minus seventeen degrees Celsius. Oof, pretty cold. They'd be dead. Cold. They'd be fucking dead. Especially with man. the wind hitting, right? Yeah. Like, that's not even taking that into account. Oh, my God. Like, your fridge is, like, four degrees, right? And right. you think that that's cold. Yeah, yeah. But that's Celsius. That's yeah. Cel- yeah, I know, but minus 17 degrees Celsius. It's a bit but nippy. It's a bit nippy. It is a bit nippy. Yeah, unless Americans do this thing which we do in Britain where we use Celsius for when it's very cold and Fahrenheit for when it's very hot, so we get really big numbers out of it. You see the yeah, papers, we do like, do like, that, don't we? I'll never understand Fahrenheit. I, I really... We're finally reaching 100 degrees F. <sighs> and we're all freaking out. I do I do have a question for you, Booth. If mm. you've seen this film a number of times before, yes. this time round, did you remember that Kevin Bacon is at the start? I did not remember that Kevin Bacon was at the start. <laughs> never, ever. And it's only this one time I wrote it down so that I didn't forget. But I still forgot until you just mentioned it. Isn't that insane? Kevin Bacon racing to get a taxi. He doesn't even say anything. That's that's what it's even funny. He doesn't, funnier. doesn't need to. He doesn't, he doesn't need, need to. to. It's very random. There's like a whole bunch of like... Like the guy, I mean, you guys wouldn't know the guy who plays Chuck Chuck's- from Breaking Bad. Yeah, how yeah. did you know that? You don't even watch Breaking Bad. I knew because I knew I knew that you would would notice. Yeah, I definitely know. I was like, oh, DiCaprio Michael McKean points at screen. I think he's called. He was in uh, This Is Spinal Tap as David Saint Hubbins. Yes, he's been in so much. He's been in a lot. There's also the old man who is sleeping on Steve Martin's shoulder, who is the old man in another of John Hughes's movies, Home Alone. He just plays old man. He just plays I old you were man. Say, the old man who was. Asleep well, he's not going to play young woman, is he, Sophie? Come on. <laughs> well, he's an old man. I thought you were going to say the man who, the old man who was asleep on Steve Martin's shoulder, was actually dead. Oh my god! He was was the old man who was sleeping on his shoulder, and he is the guy who the mother tries to get the ticket from in Home Alone. Um, that where she's like, "Oh, I'll do anything. I'll give you my earrings." Blah blah. blah, You know, she's like trying to convince him to give her. uh, So he wanted the earrings so he could play young woman in film. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's another of John Hughes' films. So I guess it's the John Hughes cinematic universe. Well, there's an old man who keeps going on planes. Stanley. <laughs> Stanley, exactly. I was going to say, speaking of earrings, the bit where Dale Griffith, oh. John Candy's character, mm. flogs his curtain rings mm. to make money and says that they're earrings and that all these fashionable people wear them. 
that was genius. That was, that was so clever of him. They di- they do and did look like earrings in the 80s, though. Those big, chonky, yeah. plastic. I had you know. a pair, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm fairly sure that he ad-libbed those lines. I think they were improvisations, like some of them. Like He was saying, like, they were signed by the Dalai Lama or something. Yeah. <laughs> I could almost I could almost hear corpsing in the room while he was saying this shit because it just seemed like it just seemed like something that you could make up. Yeah. It's entirely possible. Yeah. He's so he's so like so funny. Like Steve Martin and John Candy are hilarious and then you put them together, I think they had like great chemistry. I really do. They do because I just the conflict between the two very different characters in this. Mm. The very uptight man who is just desperate to get home. Nothing is going his way. At every step, he seems to be failing. And he's used to being like a successful man that's in control of everything. And then John Candy, who just sort of goes with the flow, is, is everyone's his friend. The downside is he's the most annoying person in like the universe, but he's got a good heart. I really like him. I really like him. I think it's like really, it's really hard to pull off a movie where you've got like two characters and you you want the other guy, the other person to be lovable, but annoying, but you don't want to like dislike him too much. Cause like, that's not what the director's trying to go for. They're trying to make them endearing in their annoyingness, I guess. So I think he did a really good job of, being likable, but also being grating at the same time. Like, I never found myself fully going, oh, yeah, he's awful. Like, I would kill him. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I think we, we do have to mention that um, the, the scene on the plane no. with the old man that falls asleep, 11 minutes, oh. 15 seconds <laughs> into the film, John Candy removes his shoes and then his socks on the plane, mm. and we see his bare feet. And let's just remind everyone, this is G-Star Games' pick yeah. of film. Yeah. There was a definite underlying theme uh, in this film that I've noticed. Yeah. There was that scene in, when they get to the one of the hotels that they end up staying in, and there's like a sign on the wall behind the desk, and it says... No bare feet in lobby. I like how the in is like italicized for some reason. No bare feet in, in lobby. Lobby. <laughs> but yeah, no, I didn't choose this film because of the feet. No. You also see Steve Martin's feet. Do we? Oh, he yeah, gets, when out, he gets the out of the shower. He's such a hairy man. He really is. He's such a hairy man. Those hairy arms. Good Lord. How long has he been silver? Because I feel like I don't think I've ever seen his hair any other colour than, like, white. I think when he was, like, 12 or something. <laughs> I think it happened very early. Uh, I don't know, maybe the internet says... The internet would know. It knows everything. 32! By 32, he had grey hair. Damn. Awesome. And he just leant into it. I mean... Oh, yeah, he, he, he may have it. What a chad. He does! What a chad. I really can't picture him without it. It's just one of those people. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I thought there was a couple funny scenes, like when the car like combusted, and Steve Martin grabs him. <laughs> He's like sh- shaking him around. I love that. There's the cigarette 
is is just tried to eat John Candy's character Dale, Dale Griffith. He tries to throw a cigarette out the window. It flies behind him on the back seat, and then we forget about it. Oh, we I... forget about it because he's struggling with his hoodie or whatever, his jacket, trying to get his jacket off. And there's a whole drama about that. Yeah. And then it's like m- many minutes later that the fucking car catches fire after they've crashed. I did, I never forgot about the cigarette. I was I was so nervous about it the whole time. I'm like, uh, uh, you uh. you were paying attention. I was. Did you the very first motel they were in? Did you recognise that their credit cards got swapped by accident? I did notice yes. that, and the only reason why uh. I did was because you know that machine that they the that the guy put the cards into. God, yeah. My God, things. that that threw me back. Like. I I felt so so old. Like my parents owned a, a petrol station when I was a kid. Oh my god! Yeah, so th- they had one of those. I don't even know like what it was for. I think it like imprinted the numbers of the card. Yeah, and then you sort of like have to take that to the bank or something. Yeah, and yeah. Sort of do it from it's there. It's like a carbon copy underneath. Yeah, and and the pressure of the thing going over the top pushes. Yeah. Because the numbers are, are slightly lifted, lifted up. Lifted, yeah, that's right. And you'd like, and it would just imprint it as you slid it over. And I, ju- I was like, oh my god, this is <sighs> just reminded me of my time at the at my parents' gas station. But um, yeah, no, I noticed the cars getting swapped out. I was, I was paying attention to the movie, even though I've got extreme ADHD. I did pause it like five million times, though. So. Usually. <laughs> Um, if they if they show something happening, it's very it's, important. It's important, so something's going to happen mm. with it. So. Yeah, it's true. it's true. Yeah, there was like a couple like things going through the movie. Like, did you notice? Because I think they've they changed the a couple scenes, a couple subplots and stuff. Did you notice how the wife was like really sus of Steve Martin? Anytime he was like, "Oh, I'm here." <laughs> And I ended up in, you know, Wichita, wherever the hell they ended up. And she sounded like really suspicious of him. Or was that just me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I picked that up as well. But but nothing ever came of it. No. But this film, it was, the original cut was three hours, 45 minutes <laughs> long. I saw that. That's mad. Three hours, 45 minutes. And the actual film that we watch was, I think, 92 Nin- minutes. Yeah. Yeah. How? Good God! How apparently That's... John Hughes has like a tendency to be able to write like a uh, what's it called a screen pl- the f- the first screenplay dra- draft, draft first draft yeah. yeah he he's able to write one of those in like a matter of a few days apparently like when he gets going he can just like bang it out really quickly yeah the hard work is the rewriting it true and, um, yeah true yeah. He he loves his um he loves his holiday movies uh Christmas Vacation true yeah I don't know do do you feel like you can watch holiday movies or like any time of the year and be like yeah this is fine or do you need it to be around that we time? did watch this in April um, <laughs> yeah but this is which for is almost reason. as far away as you can get from Thanksgiving not yeah. really so- when is Thanksgiving November. It's November, yeah. December, January, February, March, April. That's five months. Technically, it's closer. Than what? Than when going towards this November. Right. (laughs) 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 
if we if we delayed watching it, it would have been further until we reached like June, and then it would have been closer again. Yeah, but technically we are That's closer. How time works. Sure, sure. <laughs> oh, oh god. My god. I have a theory about this film. Go on. Okay. My theory is that he actually gets run over by the taxi at the beginning <gasps> and then it's all a coma dream. And he's just like, he's just really bloody annoyed in his dream. I thought you were going to say he's in hell. I mean, I mean, it could be. He gets run over by the taxi and he's in his own hell. <laughs> yeah. And I do like, I had another note um, right at the beginning. Does he see the devil? He does see the devil. Mm. At the, right at the beginning when the kids are at the dinner table and they're talking, oh, daddy's coming home for Thanksgiving and that. And grandma and grandpa will be there or something or uncle someone and uh, is he going to give me a noogie? Yes because that that's because he loves you and then the little lad says why doesn't he give me noogies? And I expected him to say because he doesn't love you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because, oh. because he gives Indian birds or something like that. I did write, say that. I did write that but down that's in my I that's exactly what I said to Simon. I had that in my notes and he goes, You can't say that. Jeez. I know 2023. We, can't, we can't say it, but what are you supposed to call them? In Australia they called them Chinese burns. Oh my god, I, that's yeah. even worse. I, I swear to God. I, I'm it not makes no this fucking up. sense anyway. No. Like why the it, it doesn't Can't make sense. we just sense. call them Welsh burns? <laughs> yes, okay. But he, gave, he gives him Welsh burns instead. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Down with the white people. <laughs> Welsh burns, yes. Oh, it should oh be Scottish God. burns. Because they have burns night. Burns. Oh, yes. Very good. There you go. I was just going to say, I don't know if you guys noticed the book that John Candy's character was reading at mm-hmm. the beginning of the film. I noticed like a no. really saucy lady on the cover of it. I think the book is called Mounted Canadian, the Canadian Mounted. Yes. Oh right. It's yeah. actually a prop book. It is a prop book. I was like, is this a real book? And then I, I looked wish it up. It was. It I'm gonna have to write it. It looked erotic, which is why I was, which is why I like looked it up. I'm like, is this guy reading smut? In the, in the middle of the airport. But, I mean, it fits with his character, I guess. It would have been better if he was reading a book that was like, how to cope with having a dead wife. <laughs> and then we would have figured it out earlier in the film. True. That his wife was dead the whole time. That is true. The bereaved young man, how to deal with your wife's death. He's been dead eight ago. years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to know, if he was going from New York to wherever... Like, where does he go? I think he just hangs out. He just travels. He's so used to traveling nonstop. That's why he's friends with all these people, because he's always on the road. And he travels back and forth and... Yeah. You know, he does his work, but because he's got no home to go to, he just keeps traveling. Right. Kind of sad. It is sad. I felt like... I mean, especially when he said she was dead eight years, I'm like, oh, you've been been doing this for... You've been doing this for eight years, bud? Okay. At least eight years. Yeah. For all we know, she could have been a bitch and he just didn't want to be at home. Well, I mean, she did say, he said, oh, you're right, random generic 80s woman's name, Darlene, I don't remember her name. And then it was like something really nasty. Like he, he was quoting something that she had said about him being like annoying as hell, basically. How did she put up with him, though? She actually killed herself. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, oh my god. Also, that scene where he drops like 60 F bombs. Oh, yeah, what, the car rental Good lady. Lord, I'd totally forgotten about that scene. And then as soon as the F word left his mouth, I was like, Okay. Because I thought it was just like a PG. It's or rated whatever. R, and apparently. Because, because of, that. of that one scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I- exactly one minute long from when he starts swearing until the attendant ends the scene. Exactly 60 seconds. And the F word is used 19 times. Dang. I think uh, there's like a, li- a limit of how many F words. How many swear words you can get away with before it's rated a certain thing. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Usually there's just one fuck allowed before you go up a rating. <laughs> he did come across as like a like a like his acting in that scene was very like I was looking at an eight year old boy, but like you know removing the f words, his acting seemed a bit um. He's lost it. He's lost it at that point. Yeah. His patience is worn out. He's already an <laughs> asshole, and this has just pushed him over the edge. Yeah. And he's just ranting at this poor woman. And it's not her fault that the car's not there. No, it's not. I just love the dialogue and the and the lead up. I think they told her to like just make stuff up. Like that was she wasn't even going on script there. She was just like I think he told her to just yeah, just say whatever and he was like, "How did you do that?" And she's like, "Oh, inspiration from her life or whatever." I'm dealt with a lot of assholes. Yeah. Uh I one other I- interesting fact, which I thought was Insanely bizarre, considering we see the house in, like, only a few scenes for, like, not even, I don't know, 15 seconds each time. The house that the family lived in was a set that costed a hundred grand to build. (laughs) What a good use of money that was. Apparently Paramount were, like, really pissed. (laughs) And, like, honestly, I can't say I blame them. When I first saw it, I was like, that's the Home Alone house. And I checked, and it wasn't. John Hughes the loves The Home Alone his... house looks very similar, yeah. but it's bigger. He loves his big, bricky houses, uh, apparently. But I, I thought it was so bizarre to spend a hundred grand on this house that barely gets shown in the movie. He, he must make a lot of money to have that... Beautiful. I mean, I guess it was the 80s as well. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, though. Like, all these American films, they're filmed in these massive, bloody mansions and stuff. And it's like, what what do these people do to earn that much money and support three kids and a stay-at-home wife or whatever it is? It was acceptable in the 80s. (laughs) That's all I can say. Back then, it was doable, I guess. More doable. So, like, ten years ago, that house was on the market for $1.8 million. Ooh. Good lord. Ooh, I mean, what's that in today's value? Uh, I absolutely hate to think. Uh, that sounds heinous. Like, that's... I mean, I know he's, like, a fancy-pants marketing executive who works in New York. Mm. But I want to know, like, his family's in Chicago. He's in New York. Does he, like, work there five days a week, lives there five days a week, and then comes home on the weekend? Like, what's the deal? They never explain it. We need to know more about their, yeah, their family situation. 
I I, I kind of do because at the end of the movie, it, they make it out to be this dramatic, like that song that started playing. It was so cheesy. I hate the I hate the ending so much. It's, oh my god! Go on. You didn't cry. No? You didn't cry. It is the it is the worst. For, the way she goes. Uh, hello, Del Griffith, and then they have this sort of like lingering hug, and he's just stuck on John Candy's big smiling fucking face, like he's standing there, like, right, what do I fucking do while these two make out in front of me? Literally, like it's the worst. It's so cheese. Like you could have at least had it so that they're sitting down to a nice dinner or something. Yeah, like, like they walked in and the there kids. was like they were prepping the table or something. Oh, we just see some shots of the food. Oh my god, um, it was so plastic. God, it looked good. What? It looked great. Shut your fucking face. It looked fantastic. That golden turkey. Golden? Oh. That thing looks like it's had more plastic surgery than Donatella Versace. It's it was plastic as hell. Wow. It's true. <laughs> How dare you? What is true? How dare you? It looks so bad. Like I mean, they I spend the budget on the set. They couldn't afford to have food. Exactly. A hundred grand <laughs> went into that damn set. All right. They had no money left. Did you see that there was a post credit scene? <gasps> Stop. No, I fucking turned that shit off straight away. Did both as of you miss it? I did. did both as, of you miss the post credit scene? As soon as his face appeared, I, I pressed oh Stop. Oh, my God. I what turned off the television. I stood up. Okay. I sighed. I put on my hat and my coat and I went outside and I stood overlooking a cliff, sighing to myself. Smoking a cigarette. So yeah. Booth really liked the film, everyone. I don't know yeah. if you can tell. She, she loves three it. Three stars out of five three she gave stars. it. That's the kind of reaction that three stars get, but you should see a five. What's the, what's the post-credit so, scene then? What? In case anyone else missed it, it's very simple. Um, remember the very start of the film... The big meeting room in New York City with Steve Steve Martin and the big boss man looking at these fucking giant photos, trying to pick between like two of them or that something. I thought said IBS on the on the in the yeah. corner. By the way, it doesn't way. say IBS. <laughs> it, they're not advertising IBS. <laughs> Try IBS. You'll lose weight or you'll die. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So the post-credit scene is that man in the office, still at that desk, no, still looking at the two pictures, but he has like a fucking Thanksgiving feast on his <gasps> desk. That is, I can't believe there's a post-credit scene. This really is the John Hughes cinematic universe. He did it before Marvel made it popular. The post-credit, oh my God. the post-credit scene. Well, post-credits have been a thing for a very, very long time. Don't burst my bubble booth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I kind of like that. So he, like, never left the office, I guess? Even though he said reconvene no. after the holidays? You. For, like, two days or however long it's been. Wow. Maybe three. He's just been looking at these pictures. But someone brought him, you know, his Thanksgiving meal. So that's nice. Yeah. Some poor sod. <laughs> had to go and yeah. set up a whole Thanksgiving meal for this man. I'm looking at lists of um, films with uh, post-credit scenes just to make sure when it actually started. And it was in 1966, but I like the the Muppet movie. <gasps> Animal tells the audience to go home. <laughs> 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 
Uh, that happened in nice. one of the like Toy that. Story movies with Barbie, I think. She's like at the end. And she's like, Marco Robbie? No, no, no. Toy Story. Toy Story. I no. Think it- no. No. <laughs> Dog, I said, G. Oh my god, Biff, I love that. Australian dog. Just the dog, like a really high shrill going, (laughs) There there was a scene at the end of one of the Toy Story films, wherever Barbie comes in, I think maybe two or three, I don't know. And she's at the end going, Bye bye, bye, bye bye now, don't forget to take your popcorn and stuff like that. I remember that so. Why is that burned into my brain? I don't know. It like is is iconic in a way. And then. And she she does it for a little bit, and then by the end, by the end of it, she goes, "Oh, that's exhausting!" Like she, you know, lets the facade drop a little bit, and she's like, "Oh my god, smiling like that!" It's it's, it's- her belly sticks out. She's not <gasps> like breathing in. No. Oh bloody hell! Sparks up a cigarette. <laughs> gets a point out from her fucking jacket, like she's. Eddie Hitler from bottom. Oh my god! Full pint comes Hello, out. Candace. That's that's just his. That's just his name, G. That's just his name. I mean, I, I wasn't gonna say anything, but you know. Eddie, Eddie Hitler. Any, any I've relation. got some other <laughs> Adolf. <laughs> any relation? Yeah, uh, I've got some other. I, I mean, Adolf Hitler. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh dear. You gotta watch it at some point, G. Come on. Very, Aww. very good. Yeah, I know. Second week running, you guys are like, you gotta watch it. Well, we gotta, you know. we gotta be like a hive mind. True. You know? True. You gotta all be on the same wavelength. True. We all gotta share that one brain cell. Exactly. It's my turn exactly. on the brain cell. My turn. Mom said it's my turn with the brain cell this week. Should have called it. Should have called it. Did you. Notice John Candy suddenly had a fucking black eye at some point. Yeah, yes. so I looked at a bunch of um, <laughs> like behind the scenes or like trivia type things about the movie, and I think he gets punched by Steve Martin or something. There was like you know the scene with the cop, how the cop is like, yeah. you, you've gone the wrong way, blah blah blah. So there was like a whole other subplot to that. Uh, where Steve Martin actually gets out of the car, chases John Candy down in, in rage, and I think that's where the the the, the punch happens. Um, but then they it's so changed it. So much was cut. Yeah, like sixty percent or something of the of the film was was cut. Yeah, because and that that oh my god. Yeah, and 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 the reason why I brought up the wife thing at the beginning was that was another subplot. She was actually originally meant to be suspicious of Steve Martin. She was like thinking that he's, you know, making stuff up and he's like with another woman or oh. something. Maybe he does have another woman. I, was, and- I mean, he spends all his time in New York well, and then makes yeah. excuses why he can't get home. And then she's relieved to see that Del Griffith actually is exists. a real dude. Yeah. So there you That's go. That's why she was so happy at the end. Yeah. That really she didn't sh- seem happy. She was, Great. yeah, tears of Miserable joy. woman. She had, like, tears in her eyes. I was like, what Did the f- I just, I, I, think- just, I was just not even paying attention. I just thought she looked <laughs> really fucking... was just leaving the room. <laughs> I, was already, I was already halfway out the door. I had my coat on. She was like, oh, please, little dead. Booth, did you look up any trivia about the film? Um, My own trivia is that uh, this was probably filmed before 9-11. 
Um, oh, yeah. because yeah. they didn't have <gasps> enough security. They didn't have a lot of airport security. No. So he was like rushing to get there and he didn't. It was like two minutes to six o'clock and he was like, I'm going to make me flight. Not if you've got to check in and go through security, oh, mate. Oh, man. Yeah, that's oh, no, not how it hours. works, is That it? is and, um, honestly the worst thing ever. Going I think that. that fate wanted them to meet and get married. They just kept bumping into each other. There was a lot other. of homoerotic things going on when they walked in the room and then they saw the bed and then... And then he had his hand between his, his legs or something and they had Those to get out Those are pillows! Yeah, they, yeah. They had to make sure that they weren't gay for a bit. Because I mean, they had to man up really he was, fast. Yeah. He was spooning him. the bears game. Yeah. He was spooning him and kissing his ear and like holding his hand. I was like, um. That made me laugh. And then it made me laugh again when Steve Martin, when Neil Page has like the flashback looking back on the misadventures. And I laughed again. That was actually candid. That's actually another fun fact of the day. They, they just Ooh. had the camera rolling um, Steve Martin didn't actually know that it was rolling, and um, if yeah, they started spooning each other and kissing each other's ears in the bed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Boof. Yeah. <laughs> that no, when he's on the train, when he's finally on his way home, yeah. the last leg, when he's and he's thinking, just sitting there smiling. Well, he was thinking of his wife and and his kids and stuff, and then the John Candy experiences started seeping in. Um, yeah. But that was actually candid. Like the camera was there. Steve Martin didn't know it was actually rolling. So all that smiling and giggling and he, that was actually, yeah, that was real. That, that he wasn't. That wasn't meant to be like filmed per se. But they they kept it in the film, which I thought was very sweet. I do. I do have another question, and it's what do you think is aged like the most poorly in this film? Oh, that's a good question. Because for me, it might be John Candy trying to do a Jamaican accent. I don't know. Uh, I do remember that, yeah. Jamaica, man! Yeah. <laughs> that like was that. really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I, I, I was really thrown. I, I was like, what is he... Why? And then I realised it's because they were drinking the different you know, alcohol from wherever in the Somehow world. Somehow they got booze. I don't know. Even though they couldn't afford came from. the room, but the booze yeah. was... In the room? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Another deleted scene. Yeah, probably. probably. Also, there was a lot of times when they weren't wearing seatbelts in cars. Ew. And I thought, that's very dangerous. I was so surprised that the the police officer pulled them over and said, this car isn't fit to be driven. When America doesn't have MOTs, as long as the car runs, it's fine. Really? I think that some states do have an equivalent of an MOT kind of thing, oh. but it's not like a federal level thing. I think William, William Osmond put out a video where they just like stripped a car down to like nothing and drove <laughs> it around. And they were just like, yeah, this is fine. There was police just like, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> that's insane. That is insane that is because insane. in some parts it. of the world, like even if your blinker or something is like not operating correctly or your taillight, which, yeah, is dangerous because. You know, you want to know if someone's braking. My my old car, the the tail lights just. I was on a journey from Blackpool down to Milton Keynes, mm. and uh, 
I kept getting, they were flashing me. People were flashing me. And I was like, what? I've got my lights on. Turns out that all my taillights just did not work. Oh, no. And I was driving around in the dark, just completely oh. oblivious to the fact that I had no rear lights. Holy shit. Everyone overtaking you, just like... Like that scene in the movie where the people are yelling at John Candy and they're like, you're Somehow. driving on the wrong side. The wrong side, the wrong side. They're like... Yelling in unison, weirdly. Yeah. I don't know how they manage that. Maybe that's just what happens when you're married a long time. Yeah. You just Simon's finish each like that, sandwiches. Sen- Simon's sent- going to be like that after doing this podcast for two weeks. For two weeks, that's like, all it takes, yeah. Yeah. It's more like one of you make a joke and I don't get it, and then you call me out on not getting the joke. Well, that happened that's twice t- last week, actually, so Yeah. <laughs> I, one time I was trying to think about what I'd watched and you, you, you asked me a question and I was thinking about an answer and then you made a joke and then I, I wasn't listening because I was too busy thinking. <laughs> I can't think and listen. Typical I can't do man. both at the same time. Come on. Typical I'm not just man. a man. I'm just a man. <laughs> I'm, think, I'm thinking about doing the laundry while I'm listening to you guys. Aww. Well, that's... Women are very good at multiple... Um, multitasking, tasking, yeah. yeah, not multiple tasking, yeah. multitasking. That's right. I just like how when they were oh yelling at John Candy, they were like, "Oh, you know, you're on the wrong side of the road." And he's, I love his like, the first thing that jumps into his mind was, "Oh, they're probably drunk." I'm like, um, yeah. just drunk driving, just casual, you know, as you do. Yeah, I was like, that's not wearing a seatbelt, drunk driving. Yeah. Anything goes in the eighties in America. I mean, yeah, or like one other thing was, and I, I, I don't know if anyone can answer this question, and maybe I'm just naive or oblivious. What the hell is up with the vibrating beds in hotel rooms? I think it's a sex thing. Is it a sex thing? I think it's a sex thing. How is it a sex thing? I'm trying to I'm trying to envisage this. People, you know, people go to motels, seedy little motels, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And they and they put quarters in the bed, and then they jump on the bed. Also, um, water beds were common for a period they in, were. in motels in, in America. What in motels? Yeah. Everywhere. I, I've you get never been water beds, vibrating beds. It's mirrors on the ceiling. You know all this. Well, the mirrors on the ceiling I can get, but the like, why a water bed? Like I, I've never been on one, so I don't, I don't know if I'm missing a trick here. Very fluid motion. Imagine, imagine waves, right? But you don't get wet. But <laughs> well, you do get wet. Well, you do get you wet. Do get wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was... Virtual high-fiving. Yeah, exactly. I-, I just thought it was weird. I'm like, why? Oh, yeah, that was another subplot with when their money got stolen. So apparently, you know, Steve Martin is sleeping on the side where there's, like, beer spilt on the bed. Yeah. And apparently they'd ordered pizza, and I think Steve Martin ordered a salad or something, but he didn't. they, they didn't get the salad, and... Um, they didn't tip the the delivery guy, and that delivery guy then comes and steals their money in the middle of the oh, night. Oh, so that's yeah. the delivery guy. Um, that's the delivery. He wasn't just some guy. random guy. No. I was wondering about that because it made no sense exactly. to me. Exactly. Also, like I just I didn't think that the did I miss the fact that if 
You know, they switched their credit cards. Correct. Right? And one was a diner's club card. I don't even know what that is. Neither do I. Did that Did that even have any consequences in the actual it, film? It did because the car that was completely destroyed was in Steve Martin's card, <laughs> not John Candy's card. Right. And then, and then Steve Martin's character just goes off on one. Yeah. And maybe that's when he punches him. I don't know. I think so, yeah. Because oh. oh, he does punch him in the balls, doesn't he? Oh, when no, when that guy grabbed him by Oh my god, that joke he made. That joke. He goes, Oh, are you joking? He goes, if I wanted to see a joke, I would ask you to go to the urinal and, t- and take a piss. With that guy. And then and the guy lamps him out yeah. and then picks him up by his balls. Yeah. And then in the next scene, Steve Mine's like, I can't believe He sounds like he's I on helium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, really high-pitched. Oh, my God. Oh, God, I thought that was so savage. Steve Martin. <laughs> I feel like he, he he is that way in real life. I could I could imagine him being that savage in real life. I don't know. What, Steve Martin? Yeah. He's actually a, just a chill, really chill guy. Like, I, I thought... We've met him. I, yeah. Well, I used to follow him on Twitter. I got bored of his banjo playing. But, oh. He actually um, had a Twitter? <laughs> He still has it, I think. Uh, banjo playing. I, he what plays the a banjo fuck? really well. He's a very cool guy, but I I thought I heard that John Candy wasn't as nice to get on with. Oh, yeah, well, I, I follow John Candy on Twitter, and he's a real prick. <laughs> oh, that makes me sad. I wait. So John Candy's dead. Now, wait, I was way. like, wait. Long dead. I know. Very long dead. You know what someone told me once? We were watching a. I was watching a John Candy film. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was the one where they there's two families and they go to a cabin for a holiday. Uncle Buck. Is that Uncle Uncle Buck? Is that Uncle, Uncle Buck? Buck? Another John Hughes film, I think. Yeah. Same director. I don't think that's Uncle as Buck. Planes, trains. It is. Is, uh... There's two families that go to a cabin. There's a giant bear. Yes, okay, it is. That's got a partially bald head because gotcha. it was shot. I love him. He's a booty. Gotcha. Okay, I thought he that eats was... a steak. I thought that was something else for some very odd reason. So the, the person I was watching the movie with turned around and was like, oh, yeah, real shame. I think John Candy, like, the way he died, I was like, how, how did he die? Like, he was, oh, amongst, like, a, like, amongst strippers, like, in an overdose or something. I was like... Oh yeah, that's terrible. What a, <laughs> what awful, a horrible way, awful to, way go. to go. Because because John Candy gives off this like big, lovable, big bear, huggable vibes, and I'm like, oh, that's so that's really weird. You, you would never never have guessed that, but I think they had confused him with someone else who went out like that with like River Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, god damn, dude! Didn't know John Candy played like that. Oh my god! Oh god! Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Wait, how did, did John you know? Candy die? Sorry, but do <sighs> we not know? He had a massive heart attack. He was like nearly three hundred pounds when he died. God damn, me boy. So, did you hear? In August 2020, a remake was reported in development <laughs> with Will Smith and Kevin Hart. Wait, I'm sorry. As our two leads. Wait, sorry, Sid. Will Smith and Kevin Hart as Neil Page and Dale Griffith. No, that's not true. And then later on, <laughs> it was reported that Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler oh, God. could Wait, be the lead. Are you talking about oh. a remake? None of this. 
yeah, none of this ever went anywhere. Oh. I don't think it probably wasn't even real, but this was reported. Dude, I thought you were talking about the original. I was like, huh? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's why I said in August 2020 a remake. <laughs> Sorry, I tuned you out for a second. Were you thinking? <laughs> I was thinking. Yeah. Sorry, the ADHD got the better of me. I was looking up how Don Candy died. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that would have been not so good, and I don't think Biff would have been impressed with that, considering how much she didn't like. Thought the first one was pretty average, so. Yeah. I would have hated it. I think I would, she would I would have. have. I don't really tend to watch remakes as well. Ugh, I don't blame you. Especially when Adam Sandler's involved. <laughs> oh, do you yeah. not find Adam Sandler playing Adam Sandler in like 50 different films funny, Booth? You don't oh, find that funny? I mean, it's certainly a, a theme that he's got. He's got a... He's typecast himself. He really has. Certainly what, has. What film... Maybe people listening might know or maybe have uh, suggestions, but is there any film that Adam Sandler has been in that wasn't him just being Adam Sandler? Is is does Little Nicky count? Because Punch Drunk Love. Little Nicky definitely does not count. He is very he's that's so Adam Sandler. That's the Paul Thomas the, Anderson film. That's Punch one of the Drunk only Love. Adam Sandler films I remember watching. I remember Little Nicky. That was a fever dream. I have no idea the film you're talking about, Simon. No, no one's seen it. What's it called? No one's seen it. Punched Drunk Love. Punched Drunk Love. Paul Thomas Anderson directed it. Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it, of course, because he's uh. in all of his films. Oh, that looks... Rip. Looking at the cover, it looks different. It looks... Like a love, yeah. serene... because it's not an Adam Sandler film. It's a film that just has Adam Sandler in. Okay. Oh. That's the difference. Yeah, I can see that. Even just, like, looking at the, the pictures, it doesn't... Okay. So it's, yeah, he's it's a very different character in it. Oh, God, Uncut Gems. I don't know why Actually Uncut Gems just came to mind. <laughs> oh, I hate that movie. I hate it so Ooh. much. What? I've, I actually do have a very pertinent question to both of you. My voice is going for some reason. I don't know what's happening. What sort of films do you usually tend to gravitate towards watching? Because I, I realise that I don't really... We never really spoke about this in episode zero. Like, what are your sort of films that you really enjoy? Like, is there anything that you particularly seem to As a comfort stance? Film or just as a just in general, like as a yes, I really like these sorts of films. Flash Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the answer. Yep. No, I mean, yep. um, I, I like I like horror movies. I like found footagey horror movies, and oh, that's so comforting. Are, like, presented as real. Yes, yeah, yeah. they're not. Comforting. I can see it. Um, wow, I like spy kind of movies. Your Jason Bournes, your Mission James Bonds, don't you? Your <laughs> what's the other JB? Um, Jim Beam. Just right. That's right, Mister Bean. <laughs> um, you know, I like those kind of things. Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. Okay. You know, if we're gonna watch an action movie, that kind of shit. Yeah. Hmm. What about you, G? I like watching just loads of films, but sometimes, depending on my mood, 
you know, it depends on the phase I'm going through. Like right now, I'm really enjoying like historical pieces. Um, yeah. Before this, yeah, your Tory I- films. <laughs> Actually, you say that I watched both Downton movies and I cried yeah. at the end of mm-hmm. the second one. <laughs> Did you cry because the rich people lost money? No, no. Uh, spoiler alert: uh, Maggie Smith's character dies. So oh my god! I know. I literally cried. I don't know why. I've become this big bumbling crybaby. You loved her. I did though. Love it's the menopause, her. isn't it? It is the menopause. Yeah, I'm at the ripe age of twenty nine. I'm just. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm just, My body's giving up on me. Um, like, but before this, I was like watching loads of like war stuff. Like, um, yeah, God, like Band of Brothers and the Pacific and uh, Hacksaw Ridge and you know, stuff like that. So, I go through phases where I'm in the mood for specific things, a genre, like a genre, genre. yeah. But I like my shitty films, like just easy to watch, don't have to think too much, shitty films. I do love those films. Yeah. I call them nothing films because yeah. there's no plot. It's just things sort of happen. Yeah. Fast food <laughs> films. films. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. I just, yeah, they're just super easy to consume and not really think too much. But I do like watching cringe as well. Mm. Like, I, there was nothing much to watch. And I think mad, like, <laughs> Magic Mike 3... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Magic Mike 3 was there. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'll play some Overwatch and have Magic Mike 3 on the side. <laughs> it was so bad. That's how that's how gay that's how gay. That's how girl gamers <laughs> live. That's gay how gay gamers girl live. gamers live gay and they gamers. think it's okay. Dude, it was so <clears throat> bad. Like, do you ever Overwatch on one monitor, <laughs> fucking Magic Mike 3 on the other one? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you ever find yourself watching a movie and like genuinely physically cringing? Like your body is cringing, your face is cringing at the stuff. Yes. Yeah. Planes, trains and automobiles make yes. me cringe a whole fucking bunch. Why? Like bad cringe? As in like, ooh. It was so awkward. Like, it's deliberately yeah. so. It's deliberately made this way to be awkward, frustrating, annoying, like, yeah. oh, God, everything goes wrong. I just, ah, uh, it's uncomfortable to me. Yeah. It was just before the scene where he loses this. It was the, during the scene where John Candy loses the cigarette, right? Yeah. And I was thinking that I would have, that I would enjoy it a lot more because I just, I wasn't getting anything from that scene, right? Whereas Until you saw them, the skeleton yeah, and the devil. I did like the skeleton and the devil. Yeah. But <laughs> imagine Mr. Bean doing the same thing. Right. Or, okay. I have. There is. There is two sort of films, straight to TV films that are almost the same sort of vibe, but not. Um, Comic strip presents four men in a car and four men in a plane. I don't know whether you've seen them, Simon. Yeah. Um. Basically, four men in a car is four four. Guys, four corporate business guys who know each other. They rent a car to drive to Swindon to see who has got the promotion. And uh, it's Nigel Planer, Rick Mail, Ed Edmondson and Peter Richardson. And they're all like distinct. She doesn't know these people. She doesn't know. But it's half the bottom. 
Half of the bottom people are in it. I'm still listening. Yes. God. No, uh, all of the bottom people are in it. It's just Rick Oh, yeah, so half of the four are the two yes. from bottom. And the, well, it's basically the young ones, but Peter Richardson instead of Mike. I've mm. forgotten his name because he's crap. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> I forgot but his they, name because he's Basically, crap. like... They're all dif- distinct personalities of businessmen that just get on each other's tits. And one of them gets really car sick. One of them is determined to eat certain things in the back of the car. Christ. Um, Rick Mail's character is playing Spandau Ballet and the CD gets stuck. And <laughs> then they, they get into a road rage incident and get beaten up. And then the car breaks down and they end up in a fucking murder house or something. But the, I think that, that sort of thing, it's the, the physical comedy with that sort of thing, mm. I find a lot more enjoyable because I think I just don't really get American humour that much. The similar premise of the like journey from hell kind of thing. Yeah. Where nothing goes right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did, I laughed nine times, which I think that's not bad. It averages out. Yeah, that sounds like it does. I think I laughed the, less the than that. Feet on the plane, those aren't pillows, the frozen dog, the high-pitched voice, seeing the skeleton the devil, <laughs> the, when the car caught fire, like, immediately after that. Yeah. The other bit, when Dell is trying to pay for the motel room after uh, Neil Page has, and Neil Page has got his expensive watch and money, and, and Dell is like, I've got $2 and a Casio. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. I trying to like flog that. his fucking Casio for a room. Um, when they crash the car into the motel room, oh, when yeah. he reverses into it or whatever, that made me laugh. And then when there was a flashback to the spooning again, oh. so they got two laughs: the spooning, cheeky spooning. Those were the laughs. Um. So I like the physical comedy. Some of the physical comedy was was great. Like like I said, when he like grabbed him. <laughs> By the the collar out when the car combusted and he just started shaking him around because <laughs> he'd ask him a question wait for the answer and then shake him like a salt shaker and then ask him another question I just I was in stitches it was great that was a real good bit that when they're on the wrong side of the road they go between the two trucks oh, they have the, the fucking near death experience and then when they finally think they're okay, the car just bursts into flames. <laughs> Beautiful comic timing. When they got up. Great scene. And they just look back at the car flaming and then they both start laughing. <laughs> I yeah. Oh, God. Remember that oh scene God. where he had, like, where he told Steve Martin's character that he, like, sold curtain rings and he just, like, whips out that little, like, pocket book thing. Steve Mine just looks away immediately. It's <laughs> not interested. Doesn't even look at them. Yeah. So I, I think I saw Planes, Trains and Automobiles after I had seen Fight Club. So I was really hoping it was going to go in the same way. <laughs> oh Two strangers on a plane become friends. One well, of them's a I soap mean, salesman. Yeah. God, fuck it. Should have been. been. Should have been. What a job. What a twist. Turns out that Steve Martin actually imagined... John Candy spoilers. He, he made it all that? up, and he was fighting himself. In a, he was that? spooning himself in a motel room, and he was <laughs> fighting himself. I love and, that uh, thing where if you look at like a trailer for like, especially like an old, like you know, like an eighties film or a nineties film, and then you put like different kind of music on top of it, and it changes 
the vibe entirely. Like, it's something that's supposed to be like a ha-ha, funny, light-hearted comedy, and then you put like really ominous music on top of it, and it changes entirely. I don't I think know. I, I spoke about this in a recording. There's a Twin Peaks with uh it's seinfeld with twin peaks music the laugh track is removed and, <laughs> and then the, it's just laura palmer's uh, laura palmer's yeah. theme oh um, my god that that stuff is the other so way weird. around would have been really good though twin peaks but with like the slap bass. i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking do that <laughs> that's so good oh man i love i'm, I'm gonna fire up fire up my editing software oh she's off another another question was um we we teased that we were gonna ask this and it's would this make a good video game? <gasps> Gasp. Yes, I think it would, but a old video game. Like a NES. A NES, SNES, you know. Amiga, C64. Yeah. It's a platformer. No, I think there is, there is, um, it's, it, I think it'd be like Oregon Trail. Oh my God. <laughs> that would work so good. Yeah. And, and also, I don't know whether you've seen the, the there's the Amiga game, um, it's a Harley Davidson game, Road to Sturgis, and basically, like you have to travel uh, through a few states, and you've got um, you've got the driving bit where you're on your mm. bike, and you've got to pick up babes, all right. But also, you stop <laughs> off at each town, and you can like gas up and buy things, and then you can, can get go to events to earn money. And so, there are different events in each town. So. I, it would be good, like if you you travel a little bit with John Candy, and there's like events on the road, and then you stop sell off some up, curtain rings, get little, some petrol money. Exactly, stop off. You've oh, got shower a, like, curtain like ring. the the the, the car scene. That would be like a good, you know, I don't know, avoid the obstacles type situation. Um, if it was a modern day game, it would just be like a quick time event. Yeah, Press which e would be shit. Smash into a lorry. Yeah, yeah, which would be totally shit. I think it would work as like a old school game, a hundred percent. I did look this up to see if it was made into a game, and it was made into <gasps> like a board game. What? A two-player co-op board game made by Funko, <laughs> as in the Funko Pop Stop. people, but their games department. <gasps> Twenty minutes to play a game. You gotta have two players. One of you's Dell, one of you's Neil, and you you travel across America in twenty minutes. That is amazing. Well, not all across America, just a little bit in the north. Oh my god, I can see it. That's when did they make this? Back then? No, no, relatively recently. What? Crikey! I'm trying to find when it actually came out. You dreamt it. Maybe it was just a dream. I did find that that scene, you know, when they get to, when they're going to their first hotel, that like car that they get into, the really like, it's got like naked ladies on the roof, like uh, pictures of naked ladies, and like the 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 lights and the car and stuff. I was like, what the hell is the point of this car? But then I was like, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. That guy reminded me of um, like a character from Twin Peaks. The way he was acting, he was like such a, he felt like such a weird David Lynch character to me. And then, oh my god, they've got other, they've got other card games. They've got Jingle All the Way. There's a shower a curtain in here. Story. Got, <laughs> oh my god, they've got uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation game. Is these Hocus Pocus? Chip and All Dale. These old They've got films. the Gremlins one. 
They've got so fucking maybe, many. Maybe they tap into the nostalgia, don't they? Maybe the as Funko a special, people. after we've done a few of these episodes, we find, you know, the board game versions of whatever they are, and then we, like, pick one and do, and we film. And then you two come down to Bristol. Well... It's. I said it's a maybe. All right. I'm just putting it out. <laughs> it's there. a maybe. It's a maybe. That's a maybe. <laughs> Another piece of in of trivia, and this happens a lot. Like I read that this happened for the movie The Menu, where the oh the direct Don't spoil it. I'm not spoiling it. The director had not a similar experience, obviously, because the menu's quite whatever you know intense. But it, she'd gone well, to it's intense. It is intense. I thought it was just about rich people eating nice food. No, it's mm. not. Um, I, I like how you suggested that movie to me during an uh, during a uh, curse. Yeah, and you craft. watched it first. Well, I thought I was like, oh, it looks so shit. Oh, it's shit. I was just so intent on thinking it's shit. I ended up watching it twice. Wow, holy shit! The second time was with someone else, but I, I still watched it the first time. But I thought it was an alright movie. I thought it was pretty decent. Um, but yeah, she, she the director had gone to an island for a similar experience or something along those lines. And I think that's what gave them the inspiration. So with planes, trains, and automobiles, the same thing happened to John Hughes. I think he literally, they started from New York, and I think they were literally trying to get to Chicago. And the flight was diverted to Wichita, Kansas, like in the film. Like, I think a lot of that ended up happening. And it took him... Five days to get home. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, five days. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That's, yeah, fair. I hate that. That's awful. It's awful. I hate traveling. I hate traveling. That would just be a nightmare. The same thing happened to me, but not to like that extent. So I, w- I was getting like... Coming back from Cyprus. Yeah, I had like... When, oh. when I saw like people sleeping on the floor in the airport, and I was like, oh, this... Oh, this happened to me recently. This is, this is, this is bringing up bad feelings. But yeah, they were like partway through the flight. They were like, "Oh, yeah, we're not going to Manchester. Uh, we're gonna drop you guys off in Austria." And I'm like, "Excuse me, <laughs> you fucking Austria what? upgrade, yeah. upgrade." The weird thing about the flight from New York to Chicago landing in Wichita, Wichita's further away. Is it? So they pass. Chicago, they go south of Chicago, and they go like another like fifty percent further. So it's quite out of the way that this flight went. Well, I guess they were trying to avoid that serious storm. snowstorm. Yeah, what a fucking snowstorm! The flight is two hours and forty minutes from New York to Chicago. What That's a- how long it should have taken. What a man. ball lake! My God. Yeah. Oh, I've got uh, another bit of trivia that that you haven't mentioned. Go on. Future Star Trek Voyager star Jerry Ryan was Mm. cast as an extra in the bus scene, but her part was cut because she couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) Yeah, that'll serve her right. She just kept cackling away. She was only 19 at the time. Oh. Kept cackling away, and um, she was a distraction, and she was just thrown off set and uh someone else had had that role even though she's just an extra maybe there's just an empty seat and we're like that's where she was well i thought maybe she would have been the woman like that couple that were like basically also i don't know if that was like a joke there because like at one point they were making out intensely 
Mm. Uh, and then Steve Martin looks over at them, and they're like proper going for it. And then they look and they're like, oh, I'll take a picture, it lasts longer. And then John Candy starts laughing, like, oh, you got busted. And then they're like, and then, and then they s- both light a cigarette. Yeah, as if to say they just had they've sex. just had sex. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? The- what have I missed? Was he inside her? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> be- What's going on on this bus? Yeah, I was like. The sex bus. The sex bus. That's a standard. Oh, God. Oh, you can. You. Li- I mean, I think they've got cameras on there, but ugh. I hate the. They wouldn't have Express. in the eighties. Not in the eighties, no. No. I. I don't think you. Too big. I don't think you could pay me to take a National Express bus ever again in my life. Never. Even if I had to be stranded, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm not going. What are the ones with the? The big ye- the big man in the hat on. What are they ones? Oh, the cheap ones. Oh, I know what, what they're called. The blue and yellow. You to- yeah, you used to be able to get like a, a bus from north to south for like a pound. Did they go out of business? Because oh. I don't think I see those buses anymore. How did they mm. make any money? Brew? How did they make money when it's like a pound to travel across the country? Isn't it insane? insane. They could have done with that in planes, trains and automobiles. They we could have done. They were on the sex bus. <laughs> sex bus. The sex bus. All about the sex bus. Oh, the mega bus. You're talking yeah, about mega the bus. mega bus. Mega bus. That's it. Classic mega bus. Classic. Uh, well, we know what Booth thinks of the movie in terms of her <laughs> rating. What hmm. did you want to rate it, Simon? Uh, I'd probably give it 7 out of 10 and that feels like it's being generous. That does feel generous yeah. It's fun the ending, I like the ending the the warm hearted ending, I thought it was sweet okay. brought a tear to my eye I thought it was nice so fuck you Sophie. Wow. That's fine <laughs> I'm lowering my score of 2.5 stars now Ooh. Oh, no. Ooh. <laughs> out, of, no. out of malice there out we go. spite Crikey. Yeah, obviously it was uncomfortable to watch at places, um, but I don't know, a nice warm hide maybe. It's a bit weird to think there's people in America that put this on like every Thanksgiving as like a tradition. That just seems insane to me. Mm. But there are people that do that. Oh, for sure. Uh, a laugh every 10 minutes, that seems fair enough for like a, Com. an okay, somewhat funny film, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's not like a sitcom. Well, sitcoms are very like... They gaslight you, don't they? You know, with the with the laugh track, like ah, laugh, it's not guys. really funny. People just laughing at nothing. Well, yeah, the you know, can of laughs. It's like, is this supposed to be okay? Ha ha ha! laugh? G, what is your final review and rating? I'm inclined to agree with you. I think it's like a six to a seven, personally. I think that's a six to a six point five out of ten. Yeah, we'll give it that. Six point five out of ten. Also, do you guys notice that that really random scene? That I don't know why. It reminded me of Boof. There was like that old man holding a box with two rats. That does sound like Boof. Yeah, it does sound like me. Yeah. When they were in yeah, the train station, and there's just like an old man sitting <laughs> next to them. And- I was. I did. I did like that. Yeah, because I was thinking I would. I would definitely take the rats on a train. With that, me. That's what I thought. I was like, that's. That's so boot. That's probably a whole scene that was cut oh, involving those rats. Probably. It just felt so yeah. random and like so intentional for like very little 
payoff, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I think they were just trying to illustrate the fact that it was like, oh, we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Gotcha. We're not in a city anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. G. Hello. You had the pick last week. We've discussed just now planes, trains, and automobiles. You have to replace that with a different film on your list. Mm-hmm. Have you got a selection of film to replace it on your list with that was once there? I do. With a new film. I do. And next week I will replace a couple other ones as well to save you guys some Ooh. grief. Because I know... I don't want to watch The Greatest Showman. Yeah, there's a couple in there that I know you guys are going to hate. If we get The Greatest Showman this week, I'm going to be very unhappy. <laughs> I'm going to be very unhappy. <laughs> so, with horror, I've still got The Fly, Musical, Greatest Showman, Action, Heat, Sci-Fi, The Prestige, and Documentary, They Shall Not Grow Old. I've replaced mm-hmm. my comedy with Tropic Thunder. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tropic Thunder. Yeah. That's going to be another Fantastic. doesn't hold up today <laughs> comedy. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, Sophie, have you got the same list or have you changed anything? I I sort of, I was considering changing the list very slightly um, mm-hmm. because I did upload Legalized Murder onto yeah. YouTube. I watched it. Simon has already watched it. And I mean... Very funny. Big yeah, pile of very, chips. Hilarious. Very, very good. So I didn't know whether to keep that just in case we do get it. But I have a backup just in case. Okay. I have a couple of backups. Okay, so maybe we'll change it next week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I will keep mine the same then. Um, so I've got the I've got the list of films in. This is in the same order that you gave me. Okay. Last week. You just have to I've replace replaced... out. Yeah, Tropic yeah. Thunder. That's done. So how this works is a roll of d six. A d six. Roll a d six. Dick. In other that words, corresponds to a number on each of our lists. So we reduce it down to one pick on each of our lists. Then I roll it one more time. A one to two is my pick. A three to four is G's pick. A five or a six is Sophie's pick. Mm. Okay, here we go. Oh, what's it going to be? Four, which is the 36th chamber of Shailen or Heat. Oh my god, that's three hours <gasps> long, G. <laughs> or legalized murder. Well, that would be good. Oh. oh my god. Oh god. Please don't be three or four. Please. I don't want to have to watch Heat because it's a long film. <laughs> please. Please, God. Please. <laughs> oh no! It's Heat. It's Heat. We're watching G's pick again. <laughs> G's pick again next week. <gasps> Everyone has to watch Heat. Oh, Heat, no. the Al Pacino and Robert De Niro film that lasts, um, <gasps> let me just check, 170 minutes. 170 minutes of film. We get your money's Holy worth. Holy fucking shit. Oh, my God, bro. Again, I think it's based in Chicago, maybe. Oh, no, LAPD detective. Oh, okay. But it's based in real life on a Chicago cop. Okay, right. Michael Mann, great director. Um, do you feel bad, G? I told you before we started this that I would feel bad if my movies keep <laughs> getting picked. And both me and Sophie went, yes, that's okay. We accept it. Well, it's the, it's the okay. nature of the 
It is. The the role. I'm so sad, though, because I really do want to watch stuff from your guys' list. Like, genuinely, I do. If I get picked next week, that means I have to get reprimanded somehow, even though... Yeah, we're going to have to think of a forfeit. Yeah. Spanked. You have to watch Heat again. Oh, no! (laughs) We'll just make you watch Heat. And that will be your punishment. Oh, good. Uh, Think about what you've done. Oh, I feel I'm so good. I mean, bad. I think it's it's okay to watch Heat in, like, two or three sittings. Nobody's going to make you sit down. True, Nobody's actually. force you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just one hour. Yeah, we're not checking. None, none of us is checking on what the others are doing. No. You could just not watch it at all and just pretend. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like the bit with when they there's the cars and they're racing in the cars yeah, and then, yeah, and then yeah. he shoots the guy I like, I that's like, really good I like when that's he, my favourite when he opens the door and he says oh that's so heat and then the explosions go off in the background and then the uh, the, uh, the end rolls and everyone lives happily ever after that's so heat that's so heat I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read the plot on Wikipedia and pretend I've watched it I'm oh gonna my. just save yourself three hours have so- someone else's cliff notes I'm going to ask somebody else to watch it for me. Technically, you could just go on YouTube and just like have, you know, watch one of those like rundown videos where they explain. Yeah, watch, watch a 170 minute <laughs> fucking video essay. I would, I watch video essays all the bloody time. Oh my God. Yeah, don't watch it. Watch somebody else's 170 minute video instead. <laughs> So that's 2.8 hours. So that's nearly three hours. Oh. Two hours, 48 minutes. I want both of you to make a note of every time you laugh. <laughs> See if we average one every 10 minutes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Stop. Oh, my God. Oh, fucking LG. At least it's not the greatest showman, eh? Well, at least it's not the greatest showman. I think we dodged a bullet. The greatest showman is shorter, and there's got some good tunes in there. I am so determined to get you to watch that now. I swear to God, if we have to watch <laughs> it fucking next week, I'm leaving. I'm gonna the- have a nervous <laughs> breakdown. I'm gonna leave the podcast. I'm gonna have to get Chunky Carl I'm in for me. I'm stopping. She out. wants to watch Men in Black and Coronation Street all the time, though. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave the greatest showman there. It's for the end of time until it gets eventually big. So much. <laughs> How dare you? Next week it's gonna be like, oh, the greatest showman is there six times on your list. <laughs> what the fuck? That's so weird. Oh fuck. Oh, that's so good. I'm so sorry. He is a really good movie. It's it sounds like it's it sounds like a really bad one the way we're all reacting, but I think it's because it's just so long. Yeah, that's sort of it. I mean, it's it's a well regarded film. What's it? It's got 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, it's a solid film. Biff, have you ever seen it? I've never seen it. <gasps> so. That's amazing. So this will be like a proper new experience. I'm not sure I've watched it all the way through. I think I I've only watched why. some of it. <laughs> yeah. I remember there's a clever bit with the safe. Mm. They like fill a safe with water and then freeze the water or something. Damn. Something like that. <laughs> oh my god, this is oh my god. I can't. 170 minutes. <laughs> can't believe you've done this. I love that this is a movie podcast and it's like we get to the part where we're supposed to watch uh, a movie we're all like, uh, uh, how could you do this? That's the hardest bit. It'll be fine. The hardest bit, hardest bit of any movie podcast is watching the movie. I 
where oh it's gonna be but people following along at home they're all gonna have to watch this almost three hour long video as well yeah so. they don't have to they can just listen no, to they the do. episode <laughs> no they do they do have to watch it that's part of the agreement that is part of the agreement it's a social contract that we have that's right. Between us and our listeners. It's an, it's an unspoken rule that you guys have yeah. to watch all these movies with us. I'm sure people are going to be mega happy. But every time I say, oh, we're recording an episode, and, and everyone's like, what's the movie? And I'm like, ah, oh, that's a surprise. So I think people will be really happy, and they'll want to watch the movie. I mean, complaining about it now, but we'll probably be like 10 stars, one of the best films I've ever watched. You know, I can never tell with you two. You two, you two really, it, which is good. You throw me through a loop. Sometimes you'll say like, "Oh, it's the greatest thing ever," and then, then I'm expecting you to say like, "It's like the biggest pile of shit you've ever seen." So <laughs> I can never know what you guys are gonna say. But in that, it's a pleasant little surprise. Fantastic. We did want to mention. I mean, I don't know if we want to mention it, but we were thinking about a Patreon. Okay. We'll just gonna mention that that there's a possibility of like extra content you know from yomp whether that might be um just like a random podcast episode where we just waffle on about just anything and everything won't have to be specific to a movie um but it'll just be for people who just might want to support us that little bit extra we can call it yorp old random podcast yeah Yorp. Yorp. The spin-off. The exactly. spin-off. Yorp. Yorp to Electric Boogaloo. Oh my god. We should put that on the list. Break, Breaking is a good that. film. Is it Breaking? Breaking 2? Breaking. Isn't that the other one? No, it's Breaking, breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo. That's a good film. Good film. I've got it. Oh, because it's, ba- it's the Lombarda film. It was at the same time. That was That's what it was. Breakdance They're two, two competing films. That involved dancing. Lambada, the forbidden dance. Beautiful. Ice tea features in all three films. Oh. Do we want to wrap this up with, like, I don't know, how do we say goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Yomp. Please make sure to tune in next time. For more yomp. Where we discuss uh, heat and how sad it makes us. And how many times we laughed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Catch you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.